I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what is the Bucks power ranking in the NFL for 2020? We'll break down what Peter King of NBC Sports has them. Hey, I'll tell you what, a little spoiler alert. It's pretty high. And what might happen to Major League Baseball if they don't play this year? It can't be good. We'll tell you why there must be a baseball season in 2020, and we'll discuss all of it with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute of Media Studies on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. All right, day two, man, back to back. This is like the old days. I love it when Tom Jones can join us, as he does right now. Hey, man, uh, speaking of which, doing? like we used to yeah. do day, day after day after day. Do you yep. do you miss getting up? We used to get up at four o'clock to do that radio show. Three forty five for me. Three forty five. Yeah, because yeah, you had a you, little bit you slept of a in. Drive. You slept in. Yeah, I slept in right till four. Mm-hmm. Right, because you did. You had to write the opening. I didn't write the opening. I just planned the rest of the segments. But um, it's four o'clock. Actually, the Rolling Stones wrote the opening. If you remember, <laughs> that's true. Dun, but that was that. I I some I I, I missed the six to nine part, but I don't the four to six part. I didn't miss it all. I don't miss that, and and I also didn't miss uh, like when you were done at nine a.m. and realizing that you might have to work till midnight. That happened a lot when everybody else would go home. I, th- I used to think to myself, "Wait, so let me get this straight. So some people just do this. I know, and that's all. They do their show, they do it every day, they do it well, but by nine a.m. they're done. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, it's not such a bad life, is it? Had that debate with myself quite a bit, but. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought when we did back, doing back-to-back shows like this, I just yeah, thought of... Yeah, kind of like it. It reminds me of the getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah. No, well, it's not quite that bad. I mean, if we could have done it the way we do this podcast... Oh, from home? From remote locations at home. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I, and not that not that everybody wanted to stay at home orders and was looking forward to, you know, being quarantined for two months, but I was a little jealous just a little bit when uh, when they started doing radio shows from their house. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Are you it's kidding? Like, where, yeah. where was that? <laughs> Steve, you know? Steve, Verst, Steve Verstick, our, the producer here, he will know. Were, were there any? Did any? Were there any famous people? I know, like Delilah from like who does like Delilah. She she has a home the studio. Letters. But are does any? Do any other big like most radio guys? do? Uh, Rush Limbaugh does not. He works from a studio. Yeah, right? he he. It's close to his house, but he insists on he doesn't want an office or a studio. He didn't want people coming to his house. He wants to go to an office or a studio to broadcast. Um, hmm. But many of them do, especially with the technology today. Now it's it's a lot easier to do that at it's home. So good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot cheaper too. So yeah. I would imagine, and now with you know what's going on the last few months, almost everybody does. Right. That's what I mean. I think a lot of businesses. I think it's what we're going to see going forward, right after after the oh, coronavirus, sure. that people realize, wow, we could still do our work from home, and still be productive. Like I wouldn't be surprised if a lot, of, especially a lot of media companies, instead of rent not hotel or uh, office space, yeah. Right. 
Um, I'm hopeful that, however, uh, those of us who cover sports will still be allowed to cover sports. What do you got? Do you, we asked you about this, Rick. Now, we yeah. have, I haven't been on a show in a couple of weeks. Right. Or on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, do you get any more of a sense? Like, I, I heard when the hockey guys were talking about coming back, and they're, <clears throat> they're talking about putting it in two hub cities. And yeah. There was something about, like, the most nobody will be, like be at 50, those games it would be like 50 team personnel i'm like if they're only allowing 50 team personnel because you're talking yeah. half of those are players almost 23 players and yeah. the rest are you know team personnel there's no way i can imagine they're gonna let no to those other than broad you know team broadcasters yeah and even then it'll be a minimum i mean that you could see a situation where you know dave michigan calls the game from here you know, if if in Which fact he did actually did during the playoffs a few years ago when his wife right, was and I could see well. that I could see that happening again. Um, you know, I, I I think that, and again, I might be speaking out of turn. Diana Nerosen would know more about this than me, but I don't believe, I don't believe there will be much, if any, print media or media necessarily there at all um, throughout the entire playoffs. I just, and it's. It's hard to imagine, but it's, I mean, it's likely to happen that somebody is going to win the Stanley Cup and never play a single game in their building unless um, their building happens to be Columbus or Las Vegas, you know. Right, right. Um, perhaps. But um, you could go through the whole the whole routine, win a cup, and for that matter, how do you do a parade? <laughs> no, right, um, exactly. You know, so uh, it's going to be really weird that way. So as far as the other sports, I mean, I think, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. There a lot of Zoom conference calls. I know when the Rays went back to Tropicana Field, and they're not all the way back yet. But um, if they start playing games, I guess there's a chance that um, they just may have to be sort of uh, uh, what's the word conservative about the number of of credentials they they allow um, for you know. But they can. We we all know they could do spacing at least in uh, in most of those media press box areas and things like that. I don't think we talked about this. I think we will never. I don't think journalists, sports journalists, will ever go inside a locker room again. I just don't think that'll happen. Um, right. Could be wrong about that, but you know whether we're in front of the athletes at a safe distance in the future. Look, everything could change if there's a vaccine and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it's definitely going to be different, and 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 you're going to have to tell stories a different way. We've had to do that, you know, all through this off season. We managed to do it. I mean, Tom Brady has actually been available to us exactly one time <laughs> when he signed, um, you know, at, on a conference call. That's it. We didn't even get a Zoom with him. So from that standpoint, you know, it's been it's been very difficult to sort of, you know, cover. And the NFL has not has not changed anything in terms of they're having virtual mini camps and or off-season program, but they still had free agency. They still had the draft. They had all these things. They didn't have press conferences. They didn't have availability. Um, they've made some players available through Zoom. It's just a different way to, to try to tell stories, and it's hard because we valued the access not just as a group but also individually. You know, you, you sure. form those relationships, and um, sometimes, you know, this, the, the scrum goes over here and you go over there, and that's sometimes when you get your best stories. So we'll have to find a different way to tell stories. But I'm not, I'm not sure that um, – you know, at least at least with hockey, that there will be. Yeah, hockey, um, basketball, and initially NBA, baseball. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah difficult. Football. I mean, who knows? I mean, October or September. Nothing's like, changing with football, Tommy. They're going to have sixty-five thousand people. They don't care. It's everything is going to go off just fine. 
Well, I wonder if you I'm gave people the option, particularly when it comes to college football, Rick. If you yeah. say, hey, take the risk, you can go, take the risk. Right. I, I imagine there would be a good portion of people who will say, yeah, not worth it, at least right. not this year. But I think yeah. there'd be a, also a good portion of people who say, yeah, you know what? I'll risk it. I'm younger. I'm in good shape. I'm in good health. Or if yeah. I get it, I get it. I'm not going to die from it, whatever. And But I think I, I think a lot of people go ahead and, and risk it. Well, that will depend, um, you know, sort of on the city, on what the numbers are in terms of the, you know, the, the hospitalizations and, and deaths and things like that, I would imagine. Um, but even now, you know, we have guidelines, right, for restaurants. Uh, uh, some states have movie theaters open. If, if, if there are any guidelines, it would probably be separation somehow. I don't know how you do that in a 65,000 seat stadium. Um, but you could do it by rows. Do you do it vertically? Do you do it horizontally? What about the common areas? You know, there's there's all those questions. But at the end of the day, you and I go to a restaurant, we're taking a risk, right? Sure. I mean, we you know, they may temperature check their servers and they may be wearing gloves, but we, we don't know everybody that might be asymptomatic that is we're coming into contact with. So I, I think at least what I gather is the NFL – has every intention of playing, every intention of playing with fans. They don't know how many, maybe right now, and I think these other leagues will sort of help, you know, that and time help help answer some of those questions. But I do believe that, um, you know, it's it's $100 million per team. If you think they're going to give that piece up, even though a good portion of the NFL is TV revenue, I, I just don't see that happening. And it might come down to, um, again, depending on what, if there's a second wave and all these things, I mean, nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring. Right. If, any, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that. But I, I do think that, um, you know, they're hopeful and expecting to some degree of, you know, putting as many people in there as safely as possible. And that includes the 3,500 people that it would take to work a game. They have to be safe too. So you have a lot of things to try to work out. But at this point, no one is really talking about anything different, and why would they? They've still got some 13, 12, 13 weeks, whatever it is, before they have to play a football game. So, Let me ask you this. Of the four, of the four main sports, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, football, hockey, yeah. which one can least afford to miss a season? College football. Well, okay, I, I yeah, let's say, throw college football in there too. Yeah. I would say oh, to miss the season, I would say baseball. I thought you were going to see you zigged, and I thought you were going to say, well, okay, well, I thought what, you were going to say without you? fans. I oh, thought you no, no, I mean, could, period. Like, see, I think football survives to to, miss. no matter what. I mean, I think football survives. I think, I think be- football's going to be okay. I, I would say, ba- I think baseball is in that, the most trouble. You're exactly right. Baseball cannot miss a season, Rick. It can't. Well, because, I mean, in addition to the fact that they were starting to lose ground, as we know, with younger uh, viewers, with, you know, the speed of the game and all those all those things that are unique to baseball that, that need to change. Um, if you don't play a season this year, and again, the optics would look horrible, right, with, with 40 million people out of work and, um, you know, billionaires arguing with millionaires, there's that, which is damaging enough. But then you go into next year as a possible strike and or lockout year. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think you can get a deal done under this climate when the world is watching you and they want you to play and they need you to play and somehow you can't make that happen, imagine what the uh, give a damn ratio will be uh, next spring when you're trying to hash out a long-term agreement for labor peace, right? And it doesn't exactly. come together. 
I mean, I at that know. point, they've forgotten about baseball. Well, I don't know if you – now, Rick, you remember uh, – we're both old enough to remember the 1981 season, which we lost, like, I think it was like two months out of the middle yeah. of the season. And it was devastating. Like, people – were, and I, I would listen to Bill Simmons talk about this the other day. Like, it was bad. Like, people were mm-hmm. desperate for baseball. I remember the people were, like, I think at the All-Star game, or what was supposed to be the All-Star game, they went to Cleveland Stadium, and two guys played, like, stratomatic baseball, and people were, like, into it. You know, and it was like, that's how bad, because back then, baseball was still a really big deal. By the time we got to 94, and we lost the World Series because of a strike or lockout or whatever it was, all of a sudden, it wasn't as bad anymore. People got disgusted with it. In 81, we were so happy it came back. By the time we got to 94, it was like, eh, all right. And remember, Rick, it wasn't until the the, the pennant race or the home run chase in 98 with McGuire and Sosa. A lot of people mm-hmm. felt like that, like, say, baseball. That yeah. people got back into baseball after like three or four years of being disgusted by it. I think this thing shuts down. Because of the reasons you just said. Now, if we lose it because baseball said, you know what, there's another wave of coronavirus. It's too we'll, dangerous. It's too yeah. dangerous. People will be forgive, still be bad for baseball, but I think they'll be right. they'll they'll forgive. a little more forgiving. Yeah. Right. But if it's well, we can't come to an agreement over who's getting what slice of the pie, yeah. I think people are gonna be like, Screw this. I'm not yeah. you know. Particularly if you're gonna push it you know, you're gonna lose a whole year and then I mean, who knows what next year looks like even, but it's you're right. I mean I they baseball, uh, hockey, hockey and basketball. People will forgive it if it doesn't come back. Hockey or baseball, I don't think so. I think baseball is in a bad spot right now. Yeah, and they never, unlike hockey and basketball, through no, you know, fault of their own. Obviously, they they played in nearly an entire season in both instances. They they merely couldn't get to the postseason fast enough before the world shut down. And you know, the fact is, we got to enjoy a season. We didn't crown a champion necessarily, but so much time will have passed between when they play again, if they do play again, that you can understand that, you know, it almost feels like the season was over anyway, right? right. You just didn't have a championship. And and so I don't think anybody would cast aspersions at those two leagues if, if for, for medical reasons, uh, whatever reasons that they said, you know what, we're almost two next season in both instances, you know, like, um, you know, the NBA starts in October, right? Um, I know the NHL plan is to have a full season with fans next year, which means maybe they start later. But the point is they they did the work. They put in the work. They just didn't get to the postseason. Baseball never started. And if they have a chance to play any part of their season, it's 162 games, right? Um, but even if it's cut down to under 70 or so, um, they almost have an obligation to try to do it, you know, and see how far they can get. Um, and, again, I, I, I think there would be a lot less – forgiveness on the part of of their fans uh, and just sports fans in general this will never happen i it'll never happen but i wish it would i think this baseball should use this use this opportunity this season to try Mm -hmm. out a bunch of stuff like seven Uh, divisions for example yeah Yeah. what seven inning games uh Mm -hmm. change the the count double headers double headers instead Mm -hmm. of having a, a four ball Three strikeout, three yeah. strike strikeout. Texas tiebreaker. Man goes to second base with two <laughs> hey, out. No, why seriously. not? Look, man, why not? Man Try goes it. to second base. Did this in little league in tournaments. Man goes to second base with two outs. There you go. And uh, the batter's up with uh, a full count. I'm serious about the seven inning thing, and I and I've advocated this for a couple of years now. That I think that shortening the game will mm-hmm. save on. Now the players will never go for it for a variety of reasons. One, you're going to lose jobs. 
and the, the yep. players will never agree to that. Right. But shortened season, seven inning games. I, I think. I think doesn't that to, doesn't that kill baseball in terms of it, its purists? You know, are, are about records and numbers more than yeah. any other sport. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I I just forfeited in a bat or two. Right. No, I've heard that. I've heard that argument before, and I understand it, but. I don't think I don't think statistics mean as much as they used to, even when it comes to baseball. Remember, there were certain certain Hallowed numbers. numbers yeah, I mean, I mean, once the steroid era came and went, we kind of threw all the numbers out anyway, right? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Brady Anderson's hitting fifty-two homers a year. And like, like what is it? Like, what are numbers anymore? You know, started seeing the ball better, Tommy. Come on, you're not <laughs> exactly. alleging that the great Brady Anderson and we've and then we've had was, other times wasn't hot. Where, I mean that one year where Bob Gibson had like a sub two year earned run average because they, they lowered moved the, mound. the mound up and everything. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I mean seriously, I mean once you do stuff like that, the games. I mean we play half of these records that we talk about these hallowed records like Babe yeah. Ruth hit sixty home runs in a season or set the you know originally hit seven hundred fourteen home runs. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play against a black guy or a Latin guy his whole life. Like none of these right all these records are not real. You know, so yeah. what's the point? You know, why not? And I, I, Major League Baseball will make the argument like, oh, the game is as popular as ever because their attendance is still good. You know, they mm-hmm. still set attendance records every year. But, right. I mean, it's not as popular as it used to be. And I think they should, I don't know, I think it's something to, something to think about. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the perfect year to try it. Let's just try it. Try know? some things, yeah. Well, they're going to try to have the different divisions. I mean, if they do, if they pull off what they, they are, you know, proposing, I guess – for example, the the Tampa Bay Rays could end up playing a lot of National League East teams, you know. Right. So that would be interesting. So there is, you know, maybe you lose the DH. I think this would be the year of all years, right? To say, you know what? Uh, when I meant lose the DH, I mean add the DH to add both the leagues, to so the that NL, the pitch, yeah. so that the pitchers are not are not hitting. And this would be the year to do it because it's hey, it's a special kind of year. Um, we're gonna have a lot of interleague play. We're gonna try some things, like you said. So. Yeah, I'm not against that idea. I actually, I actually think it's pretty good. I hope there's baseball because I do believe that um, they they would make a grave mistake, a grave mistake if if they don't come back and play. And 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 cooler heads will prevail. Like I do believe, Tom, that at the end of the day, when when the choice is, if they can prove that it's safe, and I think again, this is the big thing, right? Players have to, and and managers and members of the organization have to feel like they're safe and they're going to be tested and. Um, and all of that, because somebody will get COVID if it's as prominent sure. as, as we think it is. Um, and they're going to have to deal with that. But uh, if they can get across that hurdle, uh, you know, this, this is, after all, what they do. They're competitors. Never underestimate the fact that players want to play, you know, and they want to get paid. And if, if they can find peace with that, what they're getting paid to play, they will. Um, and I, I just think that the optics are so bad that people realize – how important this is not only to their sport but also to the country to get back and uh and and have you know America's pastime. So I I'm with you. I hope it happens. It's unfortunate for the Rays cuz you know they f- felt like they had so much momentum coming after last season and maybe they will again, maybe in a short season with their ability to to start guys as openers. It'll take a while to get the pitchers, you know, stretched out to the point where they can go six or seven innings and maybe the Rays will benefit from this in a weird way. You'll have to get off to a very hot start. Um, but man, they sure looked like a team that was going to be a lot of fun to watch for six months. And now we might get them for three. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it seems like spring training was 
a year and a year and a half it ago. Seems like last year's spring training. Like I don't right? know who's on his team anymore. He's still got Steven <laughs> Souza Jr. Like he still play? Yeah. He's back. He's yeah. back. Lagoria. Carlos um, Pena is he at first? Who's the yeah. first baseman? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a couple that have retired. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> you know that could happen too. So many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, let's wrap you up on this. Uh, I, I wanted to discuss uh, the NFL power rankings because God knows that's that's so important, <laughs> but... Um, but it is interesting that, you know, Peter King does this thing uh, on his uh, what is no longer Monday morning quarterback. What do they call it? Uh, NBC something or other. It's, um, it's, still, it's still Monday morning. No, I guess it's, you know, it's, it's football morning in America. There Peter go, King's yeah. football morning in America because he's on NBC now. But anyway, he ranked the teams one through 32. And normally we would say, OK, they're about 28 <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. or 30. But the Tampa Bay Bucks are not that. And. I'll just, you know, run through them for you. Well, hold on. We... Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me. Well, here, here's time. Do you to... have the list in front of you? I do. Okay. So let me, let me try to guess mm-hmm. the top three. Just the, the top three. I have no, not let's, seen this. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's go to five. Let's okay. see if you can get to five. Okay. Okay. So let's see if we can get to five. Okay. So. Um... Now, are you picking them as Peter King or as yourself? Are you trying no, to guess well, what I'm, he did? No, or are you I, trying I, to I would, just I rank would think Peter. I'm trying to guess what you and what, Pete would have the same synergy. Yeah, everybody would have the same top five, right? I mean, uh, I think, mm. theoretically. Mm, okay. Well, we would start with yes. Kansas Kansas City, right? Is number one. Ding 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 ding. There is okay. a winner. Kansas City, fifteen and four, won Super Bowl fifty four over the Forty ers of course. Um, See, I don't think the Forty ers will be number two on that list. I think. Well, let's be- stick with Kansas City. I mean, here's the thing: you can pick them number one, but the fact of the matter is that uh, there's not been a repeat winner. In 15 years, which I didn't realize, it's been a long right. time. But, um, but yeah, they're number one because again, they're Super Bowl champions, and it doesn't look like they're any worse of a team. If anything, they got Clyde Edwards-Helaire as a great running back. Uh, Tyree Kills, but I mean, you know, and they got, they got the best player in the league, which is Patrick Mahomes. So, you got them at number one. Number two, I bet you don't get. Although, number, and I have not seen the list, so I'm you've not seen guessing. the list. Although I think, I think maybe, well. Go ahead. Let's see what you think number two would be. Let's see number two. Let me uh, let me think, think about back that. to last year. The good teams, the yeah, really good teams. I'm going to say really the good players. I'm going to say it's not going to be Green Bay. I'm going to say like well, I'll go crazy. I'll go a little bit different. Like Seattle is that a little too high? For no, them? it's a little too high for them. When you talk about Kansas City, uh, who do they have to get past in order to get there? Well, how about the Baltimore Ravens? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's and three. obvious. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. Sure. The MVP of the league, you know, right. in Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, you know, uh, they picked up J.K. Dobbins. I mean, they've got, you know, tough division again. The NFC North is going to be better with Roethlisberger, and now you got Joe Burrow might even pick up a game or a win or two here and there. But, uh, yeah, um, number two in the power rankings, the Peter King. Yeah, Football night in America power is number is is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, number three. This is where it gets interesting for me. 
Okay. We're going to five. Cool. Okay, we're going to go to five. So we're going to go see. to five. So you you picked the Super Bowl winner in the. Uh, the oh, oh, I uh, I'm missing an obvious one. I would think mm-hmm. um, the Saints would be pretty high up on the list. Nailed it. Number okay, three yeah. are the New Orleans Saints, mm. which lost in a wild card game to your Minnesota Vikings, twenty six twenty. Never saw that coming. Thirteen and four a year ago, best th- three straight NFC South titles. Drew Brees maybe in his final year. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders, a really good uh, wide receiver to go with Michael Thomas. Malcolm Jenkins comes back. And, of course, J-Dub, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston. Yeah. Factors in there somewhere behind Tyson <laughs> Mill. So, yeah, the the, San, the New Orleans Saints are, are the third team in Peter King's um, top. We're, we're going to okay. do five. Okay, we'll top do five, five rankings. I, I already yeah. guessed Seattle, but I guess I'm not the only other. If it's not Seattle. Yeah. Then, it's not. They're not. Well, four. and I, I, I'm now. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's San Francisco, but I don't think they should be that high. You nailed it, San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Well, why not? Would they be? They were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't they know. They had a ten point <laughs> lead with what four minutes to go. Um, yeah, good point. It's true. You know, but Jimmy like, Garoppolo was division, horrible. The rest of the switch. Garoppolo, tough conference. Uh, you know, it's just. I, but I guess you just were ranking the teams. It's not who's going to win the Super Bowl. It's just. Yeah, who, well, who, who it's the, the power, it's power rankings. It's power the teams rankings, you right. expect to see at the top. Of 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 the uh, of the league based on last year. Where's this Seattle? Year. I keep asking for Seattle. Are they on this list? Seattle's in Washington. It's uh, a city uh, on the <laughs> no. It's um, they are not in the top five. They they're are not they far the out 10? of the top. Yes. Okay. Yes. And when I say they're not in the top five, I mean they're just out of the top. Five. Okay, so they're like six. They're like whatever. six. Yeah. So, so they're five. So number. So we're at, we're at uh, we're still at well, San Francisco's four. You said, and that is, that is correct. With Jimmy Garoppolo and John Lynch and all those guys. So number five, I'm going to give it up to you, Tommy, because there's only reason one reason I would have asked you if they're for, for the, my top five for the top five. <laughs> Seriously, yes. Ahead of Philly, ahead of Green ahead Bay, of, uh, yes, ahead of Seattle, ahead of, ahead Seattle. of Tennessee, Tennessee, which went to the ahead of Minnesota, game. ahead of the I tell you what, man, ahead of the Raiders, Vegas. Raiders, Raiders eight. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Ahead of Dallas. Dallas. Okay, wow. Head of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Minnesota, which was in the NFC Divisional Playoff. Ahead of of Green Bay. So what did... Five. Cinco. Cinco. Is this because they let him in the draft room? They let him in the draft room on uh, draft night? (laughs) Is that what this (laughs) is? Very well could be. (laughs) Very very well could be a payback. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take care of my buddy Jason Light. Jason haven't made the playoffs (laughs) yet late. That guy. Took care of me. Um, <laughs> took care of him better than anyone that's ever covered the Bucks before to be in that draft room. And believe me, we've asked. You've never been in that draft uh, room, right? No, virtual or otherwise. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Never see, never seen the board before uh, and probably never will. But now, so here's what he, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, as only Peter King can do, he, he sort of like, Sort of like beats himself up for this pick, but you know, um, talks about you know last year that he picked he picked the Niners after coming off six and ten and four and four and twelve to be number seven. So how much further of a stretch is this, right? Um, so he says, uh, you know, he, he underrated him. So he goes, so I've learned my lesson. This is my Peter King. It's pretty good. I've inflated the Bucks. It's part Tom Brady. The turnovers are one thing. Last year, the Bucks threw 30 interceptions. 
in the last five years, Brady threw 29. And it stands to reason that Brady will lift the franchise that hasn't won a playoff game since Brady's first season. Here's what I think, I think. Wait, repeat that line again. They haven't won a playoff game they since They haven't Brady's won a playoff game since Brady's first season as a full-time starter in 2002. Did I stutter? He's been <laughs> to nine Super Bowls in that span. He won they six haven't won of them. a playoff game. <laughs> no, because the only playoff game they've won since 2002, they dropped the confetti on them in San That's Diego. Amazing. There That's hasn't a- been a team in San Diego. When you put it in those terms, it truly is amazing. It, it's unbelievable, right? I don't believe he's fallen off some cliff at 43. It's cliche. He's not going to be the deep ball thrower Coach Bruce Arians would most want at the position. But he'll be the kind of player leader this franchise has lacked. He goes on to say that that um, you know, he's going to be he's going to they're going to be good that, you know, they got Gronkowski and Chuck Barrett and Sue and the defense is back, thinks the defense will be better. Yeah, number 5 in the power rankings, which for a seven and nine team, granted, you added the goat, so that's a pretty big. You added piece. a goat to a seven and nine team that had a quarterback that threw five hundred and two interceptions last year, and and should have been nine and seven. I mean, they were seven and seven, Tom, as you remember, and they had two games to play, winnable games against a Texans team that underperformed, and also a um, an Atlanta team that had nothing to play for, and they outplayed both of those teams and lost with turnovers. I know that you can't do this because you could do it with every team. But if you just let me go back and take away half of his interceptions, he's still that's still fifteen. That's still almost won a game. You take away, give me give me fifteen throws back. Give me ten throws back. And I can get you to ten wins. Easy with that team. Oh, I think so. hundred and twelve points off turnovers. How yeah. many how many fewer did you need? If 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 he if he only gave up eighty five off turnovers, you probably win two or three more games. No, I think it says a couple of things. One, it says, I mean, you never know going into a year who's going to turn out to be better than you think they are. But I, it also goes to show you, like when I was trying to think of okay, who's in the top five, there were a lot of teams that I mentioned: Seattle, Green yeah. Bay, you mentioned Minnesota. Them about Twelve times, yeah. I know, and it's they could those like Seattle could win the whole thing. They could. Oh, or you absolutely. know what? They could go seven and nine. Like Sure. There are a lot of teams out there that I'm just usually every You don't year, see any great teams outside of Kansas City? Kansas City and maybe Baltimore. Yeah. You know, other than other and the Saint I think the Saints are gonna be pretty good. But other than those three teams, I think it's pretty wide open. So I, I understand I, I don't think the Bucks are overrated at five. I think that's a pretty but it also says to me that there are a lot of teams there we just aren't sure about. The Ve- right. like he had you said he had Vegas in the top ten. Like He did. Wow, I mean, that's a little surprising. Hit Vegas at seven, I believe. No, uh, Tennessee at seven, Vegas at eight. There's a lot of teams too. Like we're looking at these teams again. I mentioned like Green Bay, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Philadelphia. Like it yeah. all depends on quarterback play and. Can but how about Buffalo? I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo. was good. Last. They're thirteen. Yeah. You know, Indianapolis could come back with Philip Rivers. Maybe they were a quarterback away, right? right? And then you got other teams like Tennessee. How about the Rams? The Rams went thirteen and three, and then nine and seven last year. Couldn't right. they bounce back? Sure, Tennessee, you know? Tennessee, and uh, Houston. Like I don't know what to make of either one of those teams. Sometimes, right. like especially Houston, I don't know. I definitely don't know what to make of them. So let me ask you this: Don't you think that the teams, and this is where the Brady thing is interesting, but I think in a weird way he'll the Bucks will benefit. Don't you think the teams because they've had they'll have so little off season. 
Like if you're the Washington Redskins with Ron Rivera, you're in trouble because right. he hadn't seen his players. If you're Carolina, which isn't that good anyway, with Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule coming in, again, same thing, right? New systems, never had to install them except virtually. Really tough to do. Really tough. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, aren't you just so much better than everybody oh, else yeah. because you got the quarterback in the system and the whole deal? Yeah. Or, or even, And that's why I think the 49ers should be highly ranked because this isn't Garoppolo's first year. It's not Shanahan's first year. It's his fourth. Um, they've got a, a lot of great players they've assembled over the last three years, and they made it to a Super Bowl. But if you have that iconic quarterback, right, even like with Brady, who's not familiar with his players, doesn't know the system quite yet. But you have to imagine all that experience, all that winning in New England. And though everything is different, and this is really going to be hard. But doesn't he have some advantage because he's Tom Brady? Yes. Because cause he has seen literally everything. Right. And I think and, what he's going to do is he's not going to lose a game for you, which your right, other quarterback exactly. did. You know? Exactly. Let me ask you this, though, Rick, because when we talk about Tom Brady – we think we say that we either go one of two ways, like either he still has it or he's got, mm-hmm. he's lost it. He's either mm-hmm. still like still got a little bit left in the tank or he's right. over the, or he's over the hill. He's done. What if let's, he's average? What if he's just an average quarter? What if he throws for 270 yards a game and two touchdowns, no interceptions or, you know, just a, okay. And, and Gronk plays, you know, nine, 10 games. Does mm-hmm. he misses a couple because yeah. of injury. Yeah. It, it, in that scenario where everybody's just there's he's just okay. He plays he's a B, not an yeah. A plus, you know. Okay. He's just a do they may are they the fifth best team in the league? Are they still No, a, they're not the fifth best team. I think they have a chance of making the playoffs because it's fourteen okay, yeah. teams. So don't forget mm-hmm. that. There's two extra no, that's teams. True. So I think it that you could get in at nine and seven. I would say that that even if he just plays to a less than Brady esque but very manageable, efficient Tom Brady way, um, they win nine or ten games. I mean, I think you go in saying, yeah, they win nine or ten. Just because. Because those eliminate those turnovers. Now, what people what people never do when they factor these things is they carry over last year to this year. Like, oh, but that defense played so much better at the end of the year. Well, yeah, but let's go back. Now, is Jason Pierre-Paul going to make it through all of his games? Because he played ten last year. He had eight and a half sacks. But he missed six. That might have ultimately been in his favor because his legs were fresh. Um, even though he played with a neck injury and and, and, and it was remarkable, you know, is Indomicon Sue at 33 going to have the same motivation play just as well at 32? Right. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have – and is no one going to get hurt? You know, is Mike Evans just going to roll out of bed and have another 1,000 yards? Is Chris Godwin um, going to get more attention from defenses? Is O.J. Howard going to step up all of a sudden and be a great tight end out, outside of Gronkowski? But all those things, you know, not being not being the same, I still think the quarterback position, especially an iconic guy. I'll never forget this. Me and you talked about it a lot, and you were like, yeah, Peyton Manning, I don't know, he's got to win another Super Bowl. And he had very little to do, as it turns out, with the Super Bowl that he actually won in Denver, but he did win it. Right. What he did do, however, was he turned the entire culture of that team, got them to the Super Bowl twice. Was incredible feat considering his fused vertebrae in his neck. Um, but he made such a difference at the quarterback position because he was in a, he's one of those iconic guys that just knew how to make it work. 
knew knew where to go with the football, knew how to get guys open, knew how to um, diagnose you know defenses and and set a standard that the Broncos followed. And actually, it was their defense more than their offense when they finally did win the Super Bowl. So I think Brady will do that for the Bucks straight through. Will he help the defense? Yeah, if he doesn't turn the ball away and they're not defending a twenty-yard field, absolutely. I mean, you were, you know, we, we, you know, the Tennessee game, you know, Tennessee goes sixteen yards for two touchdowns, right. you know, to start the game. They never had to go more than sixteen yards. When that happens, you lose, and Brady won't do that. So to answer your question, yes, I think if he has just a very good Brady year, not the best year he's ever had, although he's capable of that. Um, and the people that I trust that watch film say, this is not Peyton Manning. This is not an appreciable drop-off of his skill. He still can throw the ball. He was never really mobile. Uh, he has functional mobility still in the pocket. He'll get rid of the ball if somebody wins clean. And and other than the outlier of the torn ACL, and, of course, he's in a place where no quarterback's been at 43, he's always played 15, 16 games. The only game he ever sure. missed was when they had it clinched. So that was the outlier. Chances are he'll be there the whole season. Yeah, I think I think it's expected. You don't get Tom Brady even at forty three if you don't think you can win a Super Bowl or at least at the very least get in the tournament, right? Right, right. But can they get past New Orleans? And will New Orleans be like I don't know, you you waited a little too long with Drew Brees. Will it be like Brett Favre's last year in Minnesota? You know yeah. what I mean? Like not quite there, but mm, you know, we gave it a shot. Um, like you don't know. I could I could make a case where New Orleans Breeze isn't all that. Tyson Hill kind of falters. Jameis right. isn't quite ready, and then they go eight and eight. You know, mm-hmm. like we you don't know. That's the beauty of the NFL. But this this pandemic this will have some impact. And I think the quarterbacks, the Ben Roethlisberger's, if he plays, um, I think you're going to see those names: Mahomes, Brady, Roethlisberger. Maybe Garoppolo because he was there last year. If his team is good enough, I wonder. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, in know. a way, I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I think you make really good points when you start to play veteran teams with veteran quarterbacks like Drew Brees right out of the gate. Like, that's a bad matchup right out of the gate. I think for the Bucks, by the way, is you know Tom Brady in his first game with the Bucks, and you got to go up against New Orleans. Like, but. You know, you you almost look around like I expect them. I expect the Bucks to. It's going to take them a few weeks to get up and rolling with Brady, but I think it'll take a after this whole COVID thing and who knows what a preseason will look like if there will even be a preseason. <clears throat> that a lot of teams will struggle right out of the gate. Maybe it's maybe the Bucks won't be at as much of a disadvantage as I originally thought they might be. So well, I mean, Brady's been working out for well. <laughs> At least a couple of weeks, I had documented that, and probably several weeks before that. So he's not taking any time off. I mean, he's he's got. Yeah, but you know about chemistry. Like getting guys. in real game. No, I understand game chemistry that, shape with your teammates. Yeah, it, it, in other words, week one at New Orleans may go towards New Orleans' favor only because Brady has not played an actual game, right? And understand the body language of of you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Cam Brayton, those guys. So that that might be a factor. I think they get better as the season goes on. I, do I don't too. think it's going to take as long as as everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, he really, really likes the players on this team. He didn't just pick the Bucks because it's warm in Tampa, and because he could live on the water. You know, he knows what they have. He knows the weapons they have. He knows what he needs to function, and he's got a coach that's willing to hand over pretty much the entire organization. 
When's you know? the last so, time the Bucks would have been fifth on anybody's power ranking? Seriously. Year after well, I think Super the Bowl? highest they would have been was the year after Super Bowl. I was telling somebody this today. Um, somebody from the Boston.com actually called me and asked what it was like to cover Tom Brady. And I said, I don't know because I haven't covered him at all. I haven't even only talked to him once. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the last – the biggest expectations for this franchise since I've been covering it was the year after they won the Super Bowl, 2003 – and they had to open the season at the link after they closed the bet back in Philadelphia, and, and they win there. Exciting game. You know, 17 nothing Monday night, right? Tips one to himself in the end zone, yeah. And John Madden is say, you know, they'll never, they're going to win. This team here can win three in a row. And uh, I think you're right, John, or whoever it was, Al Michaels, on it, probably when Pat Summerall, he's at that 30. Um, <laughs> but, but it was, you know, so I, I, that was the last time that there was ever an expectation this high. And even this may supersede that because, you know, there were still some question marks about that football team. Their defense was undoubtedly the strength of it, but they didn't exactly light it up even winning a Super Bowl. Um, and so, and that came to bear. But they got a couple injuries and they were pretty much done with Jurevicius and Allstott running into each other. But I think, you know, this is so different because. We, we're about to experience something, Tom. I'm telling you, you know, I talk to people about this small market like Tampa Bay with an iconic quarterback like Tom Brady does not happen. It just doesn't happen, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, uh, uh, you know, for 15 years, Peyton Manning in Indianapolis changed everything about Indianapolis. Sure. Changed the way we think about Indianapolis. Um, and so Brady being here, is a gift like no other. Now, how long this lasts? I don't know. Cinderella's, you know, sooner or later she's got to leave the ball. But um, at least two years, we think, if they play at all this year. But I I really think we're – and already you've seen it. You've seen the interest. The problem is people can't actually really watch him doing what they hope he'll do in the fall. I think it's going to be fascinating. And I um, – you know, I hope there's fans. I hope they get a chance to enjoy it. I hope they get to go to the stadium. I hope we have we have games to play. But I'm a yeah. little more optimistic than the other times I've been on your podcast. And I don't know why Are I you? say that because yeah, again, we don't know who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, um, but they're not bad football team though. They're not. No, I mean more optimistic about them playing this year. Like oh, I think a season play. having a season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they'll play. I think they'll be college football. I think there'll be college football with fans too, and I think it'll be it'll depend on where you're playing. Alabama, nothing'll stop them. It's kind of like it's kind of like government right now, right? Yeah. There are some states that were coming back, you know, numbers be damned, and they came back quicker than others. And some are like New York are still not completely, other than protests, are still not completely back. So I yeah, think I mean, it'll we'll be see like how that. the protests impact all this. You know, if we yeah. see a spike in coronavirus cases, but. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm starting to feel a little more confident because teams are starting to make, make – it seems like they're making plans to, to, to make it They're happen. definitely going to do that, yeah. And I think it'll be probably late, mid to late July before we start seeing players come back. They could come back before that, but I think the a lot of people in the NFL would, would, would prefer that when they do come back, they just stay, you know what I mean, outside of the 4th of July weekend. Right. Um, you know, that, that they have their off season, what's left of it and then roll that straight into training camp preseason and go. So it'll be fascinating, man. Um, hope to see you out there at the old ball yard. Hope you can yeah. get, uh, get around, do some stuff. 
Uh, what do we got going on at Pointer.org? Uh, you got your newsletter. You can read that every day. Sign Tom up. Bells. Read it every day. Media News and Analysis, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R dot O-R-G. Um, yeah. Talking a lot of... You do of, a terrific job with that. Thanks, man. It's It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been interesting. I yeah. You, well, you know what's funny is that I noticed that when you write about people and they, they're now... I don't know if thrilled is the word necessarily, but they're very, they're very, it's gratifying to see them respond. You know what I mean? Although I had a guy on uh, Twitter, very nice guy. He, he usually says nice things, but I, today or the other day, um, I think it was on Monday. I was, I was tweeting a lot and I was, there were a lot of things going on at the white house and I, uh, I was just tweeting what was going on and somebody goes, Hey man, I thought you were a sports writer. And at first, I took it like... Stick to politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, at first, it was like I took it like, you know, don't tell me what, you know. Uh, yeah. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, that guy legitimately still thinks I'm a sports writer. <laughs> so I wrote him back. I'm like, actually, I, I, uh, I, I went left. to Pointer. I now cover the media. He's like, oh, good luck with the move. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. It's eight, it was 18 months ago. But Yeah, I yeah, follow you closely. But wouldn't but it, it be funny? Was very nice. He was a very nice guy. And, it was, I, and he's a Bucks got- fan because he, he has something like TB... In his, you know, yeah. Brady in his um, TB twelve. Yeah. Um, would you? Here's what I, I want to know. Brady, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> uh, here's what I want to know: the day that you get a, a a a comment from somebody online that says "stick to politics," because I've had you're talking it sports. I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> but was I, it I, fun? Was it serious or fun? No, or were it you just was, making it a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Nah, somebody see, said. I want a legit like somebody <laughs> like sees you as that guy that. You know, you talk about media, you talk about political, and you know, they, they just go, "Hey, what do you know about sports? Just right. stick to politics." And people well, hysterical. Uh, those are the best. Do you ever do you ever get those emails from people where they're telling you like, "Here's," they're trying to tell you what's what. They're trying to give right. you the what for, right? Yeah, here's the what for. <laughs> and then you have like the perfect comeback because I had a, a few years ago, I wrote a column about Ben Roethlisberger, just ripping into Roethlisberger after all his issues, and yeah, and somebody wrote me this like impassioned long email about you don't understand what it's like to be from Pittsburgh and we people in Pittsburgh do this <laughs> and blah 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 just just this long big you long thing I wrote back I, go, I was actually born in McKeesport Pennsylvania and that's all I said <laughs> and they wrote and then they were my best buddy after that but oh, those, yeah, those they are were. the ones where it's just like really I used to spend time up there and, yeah right <laughs> yeah but it was a, it was a change up you know it's just that I knew it was coming right. so <clears throat> you had them yeah well, Tommy, uh, thanks for the last two days, man. Appreciate it. Always great talking with you. Um, don't stay up too late watching the new shows. Uh, you can't. You can't watch it. You nah, go crazy. It's, it's tough. It will. Yeah. That's why That's why you do this podcast. We'll have you back. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. I mean, it's just so much fun to catch up with Tom back-to-back like that. Hope to have him uh, real soon again. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, those podcasts. Listen, we're going to have a mailbag. That's always a popular segment uh, one of these days this week, so you don't have to wait. Get your questions in now if you'd like to. Here's how you do it. Send it to us on Twitter, at SportsDayTB, at SportsDayTB, or you can send them to me on Twitter, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.